Hey, my name's Adam, and I am the West Shore Campus Pastor here at Coastline Church on beautiful Vancouver Island. Welcome to our podcast. All the content that you will find here is meant to point you to Jesus and encourage you in your journey wherever it is that you find yourself. So thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy the message. been so so good I, I just couldn't help but get be so encouraged when I think of 19 months ago when we relaunched this this campus we had like a dozen kids um, and now this whole stage was just full of little ones and it was just so encouraging to see um, can you do me a favor just a little bit um, we'll do some housekeeping announcement stuff here why don't you pull out your phones with me um, and some of you are already on your phone I see you already checked out I'm on to you and uh, I'll open up your calendar so I want you to throw a couple things in your calendar because we're a portable church um, we don't we don't have the luxury of a guaranteed facility all the time. And so I want you to update your calendar with me as we go through the month of December. Okay. So today's the 17th. Well done. You came to church. Good job. You can click that off of your success list. You've done, you've done great today so far. Uh, the 24th Christmas Eve is, uh, is downtown. So next Sunday morning, do not come to this building at the, um, on Sunday morning because we don't, we're, we're not here. Everybody's downtown next, next week for Christmas Eve, um, 11, 1, 4, and 6. Now, here's a little secret I'm going to tell you, but you can't tell anybody I told you, okay? If you don't have a ticket for Christmas Eve, just come early. Um, nobody's checking the tickets at the door, okay? So, shh, I didn't, I'm only telling you, not telling anybody else. Cut the video feed. I want you to be able to get to church on Sunday. And, and so, so we did that just to manage the control, like to control the, the number of the crowd and the different services. All the services have sold out. And so just get there earlier than the people who got a ticket and you're going to be fine, okay? <laughs> Pretend I didn't say that, but remember that, okay? For next week, we'll see you downtown. Um, the 31st, okay, so one week after. We're also not meeting here. Um, we don't have the school um, during Christmas holidays. And so, um, so for, Chris, or for New Year's Eve, um, meet us downtown. For 9 and 11, we're doing two services on New Year's Eve. And uh, the kids are watching a movie and having a little, like, fun little movie jammy party. And so feel free, send your kids. Oh, you can wear your pajamas, too. Uh, but you might be the only adult wearing your pajamas. Kids can wear your pajamas. New Year's Eve, downtown, 9-11. Very, very important that you know that. Um, January 3rd, okay? You're still, I see some of you are the, the, uh, the, the, the writing down type. January 3rd, um, you may or may not be aware of this, but uh, Shandy and I, we, we have accepted a role in Winnipeg, and, and Shandy and I are moving to Winnipeg um, in the new year, in February. But on January 3rd, um, downtown for first Wednesday at 7 p.m., we're having um, a commissioning kind of service. So it's, it's for first Wednesday, so it's a night of worship and prayer. But at that particular night, um, I'm, going to, I'm going to be ordained, which is kind of exciting. Um, you would think I'd, I was already ordained, didn't you? It so, only took me 18 years, no big deal. Um, but, but it's a, a commissioning service where the church is going to send us off. And so I invite you, I would really be so encouraged if you, if you could come and join us for that day. That's January 3rd. And the final thing for your phone, just so you're paying attention, um, January 7th, 
27th is when we're back here at this, at this, at, in this building. So, so January 7th. So for the next two weeks, we're downtown. And then on January 7th, we are back here. And it's going to be good. Make sense? Yes. Why don't you look at the person beside you and say, you look great today. You look so good. Okay, now look to the person, your second choice, and be like, you also look great too. Sorry for making this awkward. And uh, we'll, we'll clean it all up that way. Now, now we're good. And so this particular series that we're walking through is called Light and Easy. And that's been our prayer as we step into this holiday season, that God, you would move in such a very real way that we'd be able to overlook all the chaos and craziness and that this holiday season would be light and easy. Uh, we got that. Um, we're, we're speaking from Matthew chapter 11, verse 18. And this is, this is our, our theme verse. I'll go over it with you again. It says, this is Jesus talking. Grown up Jesus. And grown up Jesus says, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I'll give you rest. Uh, the message translation actually says, come to me, all of you who are um, burnt out by religion, which is an interesting way to look at that. Come to me and I will give you rest. It says, take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. Friends, the, the, the secret to this verse and the secret to living a satisfying and, and vibrant Christian faith, the, the secret to having an authentic faith that is tangible and, and, and real, the secret to experiencing the fullness of what God has for your life in the here and the now actually isn't a secret. The secret, as described in this verse, is coming to Jesus. But not only coming to Jesus. This is where we often sell ourselves short. We'll say things like, oh, just, just come to Jesus and everything's going to be good. You don't, you don't automatically have an authentic and life-giving faith because you just went to Jesus. You don't, you don't have this authentic life-giving faith because you come to a, a, a church service and then boom, you have exciting faith. There's more to, the, to Christianity than just simply putting yourselves in situations where you can feel close to God. And this particular verse speaks to this in such a beautiful way. The first part, which is kind of intuitive when we get this, it's Jesus says, come to me and I'll give you rest. But it's actually that second piece that's critically important. He says, come to me and let me teach you. He says, come to me and, and, and let me put my, yoke, put my yoke upon you. Take my yoke upon you. He says, come to me. Let me, let me lead you through your decision-making processes. He says, says come to me. Let, me. let me show you which steps to take. And, and to be completely honest with you this morning, that is easier said than done. And I've learned something about being a Christian. And this particular truth has become so important to me as a believer. And if you, if you want to remember me for saying anything, remember, remember this. Your ability to surrender to God is directly related to your satisfaction as a believer. 
In fact, I'll, I'll reword it this way. Uh, the, the, the secret to having a vibrant and, and authentic and tangible and just kind of real kind of faith is directly related to your ability to let go of control. Our desire for control gets us into hot water. And when we learn to surrender everything to Jesus, this is where the rubber starts to hit the road. If you have control issues, I want to be super blunt with you. If you have control issues, I can predict that you likely have faith issues. Because to, 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 be, to have faith means to kind of establish and acknowledge this idea that we don't have full control of everything that's going on around us. And if you, if you struggle with surrendering things to Jesus, I can predict that, that, that you will also struggle with living your life for Jesus. And your Christianity might feel incomplete at times or, or really, really, really hard. And the truth is, Christianity isn't meant to be promised to be easy. But you're probably, it is entirely possible that, that, that when we have this desire to control, that we actually cause more harm than good when it comes to us learning to practically walk out our faith. Because more often than not, be honest, to be honest with you, it's actually our desire to control things that is rooted in a hidden and maybe subtle lack of faith. I mentioned this morning in our team rally that sometimes it's easy for us to, to live as a Christian or to say we're a Christian, but kind of pray like an atheist and live like an atheist. We say we believe God, but to actually practically live it out, we don't necessarily do that. We want to control things. Pastor Andy, he, he said it this way, and I loved how he said it. He said, when you overestimate your ability to control, you underestimate the power of God. And I want us to, to, to look at the Christmas story this, this, this morning and, and, and learn from Mary. Right at the beginning of Luke, we have the story of Mary, where she runs into an angel and he informs her that she's going to have this, this virgin birth. Now, we live in a post-Bible day, so we've, we've heard this story lots, and we know about this, but, but if we're going to be honest, like, we probably don't know very many virgins who have gotten pregnant, right? It's not like typically how it works. And in fact, up until this time in history, God didn't just go around making people pregnant. This was the first time this had ever happened. This is the only time this had ever happened. And there's this moment where, where we look back, we're like, oh, wow, Mary, this would have been such a beautiful experience. But in reality, this would have been a really big pill to swallow. Like, really hard for her to wrap her mind around. So I want to look at this particular portion of Scripture from her perspective. And specifically as it relates to learning to live without desiring to be in control. Before we get to that, let's pray. Jesus, we thank you that you're here. We thank you that you're real. We thank you that when we pray, you hear us. And God, we may have come here this morning to, to watch a kid's presentation. But God, I pray that Holy Spirit, you would speak to us now as we read your word. 
that, God, we'd be able to leave here maybe a little bit different than the way that we came in. So, Lord, surprise us. Surprise us with what you've got for us. In your name we pray. Amen. So if you have your Bible with you, turn with me to Luke chapter 1, verse 26. I did the same thing I did a few weeks ago. I brought the wrong version of the Bible, and so I apologize. You just have to read it off the screen and just trust that I'm actually reading the Bible off my Bible, off my computer, which I am, I promise you. Luke chapter 1, verse 26 says these words, in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy. This is how, this is how we enter into the Christmas story, with this obscure fact about this lady's pregnancy. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. We'll stop right there. This is an interesting introduction to the Christmas story that often gets glossed over. Here we have, at the beginning of our Christmas story, we have two women who shouldn't have babies, get pregnant, and then have babies. Elizabeth, the Bible describes her as barren. Elizabeth was Mary's aunt. And so here we have Elizabeth, who the Bible describes as too old to have a baby, and she gets pregnant and has a baby. And here we have Mary, who was a virgin, who was likely like 14 years old, and we have Mary having a baby. It's strange. The verse continues. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. So here's Mary. She, she's, she's happy. She's hopeful. She's about to get married to a descendant of the king. And that was a pretty big flex back in the day. My great, 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 great grandfather was King David. Right? She was feeling pretty good. Things were coming together. Verse 28. Gabriel, an angel, appears, appears to her and he says these words. He says, greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you. And all of a sudden, here's Mary going about her day-to-day -day business. And here's Mary going about her, her normal everyday routine. She wasn't in a church service. She wasn't in the middle of a worship service. She wasn't on her knees praying. All of a sudden, in the middle of everyday life, God shows up. In the middle of a very mundane moment, we have this divine interruption. And I want you to find some encouragement from that. Because just when you least expect it, God can show up. You don't have to be looking for him for him to be looking for you. You don't have to be, be, be strategically trying to figure out, God, what is my purpose? How do I get, how do I, how do I make sense of Christianity? How do I make sense of life? Why am I here? Why am I on this planet? Why, 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 why? If you're not even in that space, God has this amazing ability to just show up when we least expect it. If you have kids who have walked away from the church, and you've been walking with this heavy heart, like, oh, man, man, how, what do I do? Hey, Jesus cares more about your kids than you do. <laughs> and God has this amazing ability to show up in the middle of a random moment. Verse 29. Confused and disturbed, the Bible says. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think, what on earth could this angel mean? 
And, and I, I, I love the human emotions here. Confused and disturbed. An angel shows up and this is where her brain goes. Me? A favored woman? Is this some sort of prank? Do you have the right person? I, I'm nothing special. I'm just, a, I'm just a teenage girl. I listen to One Direction. I fight with my brothers. <laughs> like, there's, like, there's nothing um, that spectacular about me. <laughs> am, I, am I in trouble? What do you want with me, God? And I love that fact. That, that, that Mary isn't somebody special. She's someone very, very similar to you and me. She didn't have everything going on. She wasn't rich. She didn't have some fancy name. But right in the middle of a moment, God says, you know who I want to be the mother of my child? Mary. Don't be afraid, the angel says, verse 30. The angel says, angel says don't be afraid, Mary. For you have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. And I can't help but picture Mary thinking to herself, What? This is weird. Are you kidding me? I am going to be the mother of, a, of Jesus? The angel continues, seeing the shock in her eyes. He will be very great, Mary. This is verse 32. He'll be very great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David. And he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. And I can't help but picture Mary interrupting. I'm, 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 I'm sorry, Mr. Angel. I, I, I really think there is a mistake here. We're, we're, not, we're not married. I'm 14 years old. I'm nobody special. Thank, thank you for the compliments. Thank you for saying that I'm favored. <laughs> thank you. But, but clearly there is a mistake Verse 34, Mary asks the angel this very, very fair question. How can this happen? I am a virgin. And the angel replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the baby to be born will be holy. And he will be called the Son of God. What? Angel, this does not make sense. How, how can this possibly happen? You've got the wrong person. Verse 36. Such a beautiful response. What's more, your relative Elizabeth, you know, your aunt, you know, your, your aunt who tried for years to have a baby and never could. You know, your aunt who, who everybody says is barren. You know, your aunt who wanted a child and could never have a child. You want, you want to see a miracle, Mary? Watch this. So what's more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. 
People used to say that she was barren, but she has, con she has conceived a son. She is now in her, in her sixth month. For the word of God will never fail. Interesting. It's as if God's like, listen, listen, Mary, I'm, I'm like literally in the human creation business. I specialize. I specialize in baby miracles. Take your aunt as an example. If I can make your aunt have a baby, can I not make you have a baby? I specialize in making impossible things possible things. I don't, I, don't, I don't need you to start performing miracles, Mary. What I need you to do is trust me. What I need you to do is allow me to work through you. What I need you to do is to surrender your will, to surrender that which you understand. Because Mary, I'm in the middle of writing an even bigger story through your life than you could ever possibly imagine. Verse 38. Mary responds back to the angel and she says, well, I am the Lord's servant. So may everything that you said about me come true. And with that, the angel left. And maybe this morning, you can relate to Mary's story. Likely not in the virgin birth sense. <laughs> but maybe we can relate to Mary's story in the unexpected curveball to your original plan sense. Maybe you thought you were done after three kids and all of a sudden, boop, bonus baby. <laughs> bonus baby. Maybe you've always wanted that bonus baby though and you couldn't conceive. Or maybe your company is downsizing and all of a sudden you find yourself without a job. Or maybe your landlord's have phoned you recently and let you know they're going to sell their house. So now you have to move. Or maybe your health has taken an unexpected turn for the worst. And you're thinking, ah, it's Christmas. What's happening here? Maybe even the fact that it's this Christmas you're, you, you, and you've, you've experienced the loss of a loved one. Or you've recently moved here and you're thinking of those people who aren't near you anymore. Or maybe your pastor recently resigned. <laughs> and now you're trying to figure out what this means for you. <laughs> just maybe, hypothetically, just wonder if I'm speaking to anybody. Whatever your situation, whatever it is, trust in Jesus this Christmas. You see, Mary, Mary had a choice. And she had to choose between her plans and God's purpose. Mary had to choose between her dreams, I'm going to be married to the descendant of a king, to now she has to raise a king. She surrendered, surrendered her dreams for God's destiny, her desire for control, for, for, for God's calling. And, and, and even though she didn't understand the plan, how could she? She chose to trust God. And trust that God had a purpose. 
And this is the secret that I was talking about. Your secret to having a vibrant and authentic faith is directly related to your ability to let go and surrender everything to Jesus. I promise, that's how it works. So as we close, let me, let me, let me close with this. Mary, I love her, her last words in this particular story. She looks back to this angel and says, look, like I, I'm the Lord's servant. There's nothing special about me. But I'll, I'll, I'll do as you say because I'm going to trust that you know what you're talking about. And may everything that you have said come true. You see, what we see in that little statement is we don't always have the power to control what's going on around us. But we do always have the power to surrender to what God is doing. And here's something that I've found to be true. God can do way more through my surrender than I can do through my control. God can do more through your surrender than you can do through your control. So would you bow your heads with me? We'll close our eyes together. I just want to spend just a moment praying together before we end our service today. I don't know your story but I do know that maybe it's similar to mine. And I didn't grow up going to church. I went a few times as a kid because my mom made me, but, but there, was, there was this disconnect between church and this, the person of Jesus who, who Emily described today as the Prince of Peace, this wonderful counselor, this mighty God, this everlasting Father. If you find yourself this morning, maybe you came here for just another church service or maybe you came here for a kid's presentation. But as I've been talking, Jesus has been speaking to your heart. There's this part of you that's saying, you know what, you know what, this year, I think I need to surrender my life to Jesus. What could go wrong? Maybe, maybe life has thrown you some blows, some unexpected curveballs, and you have the, the option right now to try and do things in your own control, in your own strength, or listen to Jesus. And so if you're, you're here this morning and you would like to surrender your life to Jesus, or maybe you're here this morning and you'd like to re-surrender your life to Jesus, because somewhere along the way you've gotten all caught up in things that you know you shouldn't be caught up in. If that's you, could you slip up your hand real quick? I'd love to pray with you. Yeah, thank you. Anybody else? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I see your hand. Just going to wait a moment. I don't want to rush this. This is the I can leave here different than the way that I came in type moment. So if you raise your hand, I invite you to pray with me. You can just think the words. If you didn't raise your hand, I invite you to pray with me. Because I believe God wants to do something in your hearts this, this Christmas season. We'll go like this. Dear Jesus, thank you so much that you're real. Thank you that you've got a plan for my life. 
Thank you, God, that, that you sent Jesus, your son, to come and bring hope, clarity, perspective, help to a world that we can be very confused at times. Jesus, sorry for the things that I've done that have, that have hurt me or hurt others or the things I've done that have hurt you. God, if I'm carrying any of that weight, I lay that down to you today. Jesus, may I leave here different than the way that I came in. Help me to, to just to let go of the things I'm holding on to. And Jesus, I surrender. I surrender. I surrender my heart, my life. Surprise me this Christmas season with who you are. Jesus, I need you. In your name we pray. Amen.